0: recording that. okay there we go all <laughs> right so welcome
1: welcome class
0: thank you please take your seat uh quiet
1: quiet people <laughs> fucking uh, wars yeah jeez stop mm. fucking
0: cunts that's bad. all
1: right all right Jer- jerry jerry <laughs> stop fucking samantha we can do that after okay yeah.
0: gotta learn some shit first
1: chill gotta we exp- gotta <laughs> You clearly have not gone through this class, because <laughs> I saw you guys just went right into penetration. You did not do any foreplay, and we're going to explain all that. So
0: Today, we are talking about...
1: Shouldn't we introduce ourselves?
0: We know who we are.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> you know who we are. You can see it on the blackboard.
0: <laughs> Treatment of partners. Before and after sex. Yes. Very they're important. Distinct and both important. Very. Um, so, enjoy this next lecture. Trying to touch yourself during it.
1: You can if you want. You can if you want. Yeah, feel free.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Diving into it. So we're going to be talking about first up, the difference between foreplay versus afterplay. And I'm sure that most of you have heard the term foreplay. Yeah. Afterplay might be a bit of a, a different term that yeah. not many people know about.
1: And it's very important, which is you it's may... so sad why not many people Yeah.
0: Know about it, but... And then you may practice it already and just not have a name for it, really. Exactly. But we're going to break that all down. Um, and you're going to start
1: with foreplay. Yes, I will. All right. Um, so foreplay, which is more commonly, um, heard about and known, this is the sexual act before penetrative sex. Um, just keep in mind for same sex couples, it is possible that foreplay is just considered sex altogether. Um, this involves kissing, making out, dry humping, fingering, stroking, caressing, and oral. Um. Foreplay is very important. It is seen as, one good way to look at it is, it is like preparing for the sex, basically. Preparing your partner, preparing yourself for the intimate, for the intimate action that's about to happen. Foreplay is the preparation for the intercourse. This includes sexual touching and caressing oral ETC. Sexual touching does seem to be unique importance in the preparatory stages of intercourse for three reasons uh there's a sociological reason which is because precoital sexual touching foreplay is part of the socially accepted sex script uh by script we mean the sequence of events that happen so it is part of the socially accepted sex script in western society so it usually goes foreplay penetration Intercourse, orgasm, and sleep or eat, whichever you do. I like to eat after for next round.
0: Mm,
1: <laughs> <so good>. It's <laughs> but, Yeah, it's, good. it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: also, you need your carbs for energy. It's yeah, in round two.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, round three, four.
1: Exactly. That's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind, people. Um, if you do want to do all nighters, it is very important to stay hydrated, <laughs> stay, <laughs> nutritious, That's the word. But basically, you need your energy. Um, a lot of people think oh they're like once you have one round at least men most of the time think once they have one round it's not possible to go again but trust me it is uh you just need to <laughs> give yourself 30 minutes eat take 30 minutes to uh, let the food digest and you will see that uh your genitalia your little fella big fella <laughs> whatever you have is most Medium likely ready redder, yeah, moderate fellow, <laughs> he's most likely ready to go again. Whether we recognize it or not, we are all prisoners to some degree to the prevalent scripts adopted by society in which we live. Violation of the accepted scripts may cause difficulties, confusion, and failure. Uh, this. So these are the risks of, one of the risks of not uh, going on with foreplay. Um The second reason is a physiological reason. Optimal sexual functioning involves two similarly conflicting physiological processes. First, we need to feel sexually aroused and excited to get the car going. We need to press on the accelerator. On the other hand, to enjoy sex, we need to feel relaxed, unthreatened, and uninhibited. To get the car going, we need to release the brakes, sexual touching, or foreplay, it turns out, facilitates both these processes. Foreplay stimulates us, quickens the heartbeat, prepares the genitals for intercourse, mainly through activating the autonomic nervous system. But it also comforts in part by releasing hormones such as oxytocin that would reduce their levels of stress hormone cortisol the third reason is a uh, psychological reason uh, this is because self-touching stroking all parts of poor play are linked in our mind to safety love intimacy uh since inf- infancy for example your mom kissed you on the forehead when you scraped your knee it makes the scraped knee hurt less If she held your hand while you are at the dentist, the dentist became less scary and so on. More specifically, reassuring reassuring sexual touching is unique in that we cannot do it alone, just as we cannot quite tickle ourselves. Real sexual touching is a gift from someone else. Thus, it represents human connection. Loving, Relaxing and exciting sexual touching brings us closer emotionally to the other person and inclines us to intensify further that feeling of proximity and give it a physical and sexual expression. Woo! Yeah, so uh, my co-professor, Professor Beaver, is going to speak to you about after play. Uh, so after foreplay, you and your partner have had intercourse, however you choose.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, There's nothing wrong in the middle. After all that, after both people are satisfied, there is...
0: If you listen to this podcast, you will. You should be. Yes.
1: Uh, (laughs) After that, after the intercourse, there is... The actions taken after are what are considered after play. And my partner, my co-professor, is going to speak to you about it
0: yeah please <laughs> uh, all right so after play uh we can look at this with actions following the completion of sex um, that can include um cuddling and holding conversation uh, massage cleaning up together ensuring that your partner is cleaned up for example if you're a guy um and you have just come on somebody <laughs> helping them to clean up um engaging in some kind of activity together such as watching a movie or getting food something nice and friendly like that um so for after play is just as important as foreplay in my opinion so we can look at this on a scientific basis james help and mark a sherman wrote after play the key to intimacy in 1979 which i was low-key shocked about because it seems like a while ago but people were talking about it back then yeah. so pretty dope. Uh, they surveyed 264 American men and women and found that those who fell asleep immediately after sex or who left their partners immediately after sex experienced more dissatisfaction. Um, they concluded that post-sex communication should be regarded as a fundamental part of sex. Uh, later on, Dr. Richard Wilson of the Monticello Institute points out that women take longer f- physiologically to come down from sex than men do. Uh, men's heartbeats and breathing return to normal much more quickly. Not to mention their obvious rapid loss of erection. Uh, women's bodies remain in that plateau after orgasm much longer, uh, meaning you can keep on going, or you can like you're <laughs> ready to still like touch or do something after sex, as opposed to just falling asleep, for example. Um, evidently, after play generally leads to more satisfying and meaningful sex. This does not necessarily mean that you have to reach this level of intimacy with your partner if that's not the context of your relationship. Let's say you're in like a, you know, a casual fuck buddy relationship or it's just like a booty call or something. However, it is important to display actions of respect to the other person so they don't feel like they're taken advantage of. Um, That could mean making polite conversation afterwards, asking about their day, offering them a beverage, even calling their Uber Mm -hmm. with a nice gesture kind of thing. Um... All of these can be considered after play for casual dynamics. Um, after play is, or after care, as it's sometimes referred to, is especially important in kink and BDSM communities. Um, that's generally what it's referred to as. It doesn't really have a name in just like regular, sort of non BDSM y mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. Um, it's a real, actual um, process that has to be um, like instituted for bsm couples anyway um so some role-playing activities and some dom sub situations can be physically and emotionally taxing for both parties um the scenarios you reenacted are more likely than not um not how you are in real life so it's after play is seen as an act of getting back to reality so to speak so there was a volante article um volante is a um, oops. Um, a project by the sex toy brand Lilo. Uh, Many people compare the sensation immediately following a scene, sometimes called the sub drop, though it happens to um, doms or tops as well, as being similar to sensations felt after an intense athletic performance. Um, The rush of endorphins coupled with potential physical exertion can leave you feeling weak, fatigued, or dazed. And you may be slightly dehydrated, depending on the intensity of the scene. I hope for you everyone's getting sex at that intense. Um, The article goes on to say that physical aftercare in these kinds of scenarios can include helping remove any paraphernalia, like restraints or blindfolds, getting your partner something to eat or drink, as blood sugar levels can be important to pay attention to, um, providing a blanket, warm clothing, kissing or caressing any part of their body, especially... parts of the body that may have been um, impacted by the, the physicality of the situation. Um, there's also a difference between that and emotional afterplay. Uh, emotional afterplay can include um, discussing the scene and how you both felt about it, if it was good or bad, if you enjoyed it, um, which is integral to ensuring that both you both understand each other's needs and expectations from play. Um, this man tail showing your partner, assuring that their partner that your their fantasies, whatever they just loved out, isn't weird or gross because they may be feeling um, a slight sense of shame or subconsciousness from it. Um, it is also important to note that after play is not solely for the benefit of the sub. Uh, the dom can also benefit from it because there needs to be an emotional come down from demonstrating that kind of aggression that they had to show, even if they they enjoyed it and they got off of it. It may have kind of left them feeling a little bit. Um, drained of energy so they may want to revert back re, 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 excuse me words revert back to a more sensitive emotional part of themselves mm. um so now we're going to talk briefly about what that means how what it means to treat your partner um emotionally before or after sex
1: so um to treat your partner in a good way emotionally you usually usually have to undergo some of these uh Activities There are good things to undergo. It might take more for a specific partner, but these are the important things. Be You should be honest and define the status of a relationship. This primarily relates to frequent encounters with the same person. A conversation should be had on what you are both expecting from the relationship and whether either of you are sleeping with other people. Also, you should disclose any health concerns, STIs, um, You should also show proper respect to your partner. Uh, Even no matter what the relationship, whether it's a fuck buddy, booty call, one-night stand dynamic, you should always treat uh, your partner as a human being. Um, I would hope that is um, done by all of you. It's a decent and ethical way to go ahead. But uh, we're going to talk to you about the physical ways you can uh, treat your partner.
0: And also on that, like, STIs, it can kind of tie into phys- the physicality of it yeah. as well. Um, I don't know about all STIs. I know for sure with, like, HIV or AIDS, it's, yeah. like, by law you have to disclose said, that. Yeah. And if you don't and your partner contracts that they can actually take you to court legally uh, yeah. and you can get in big trouble for that. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't think it's the same for all STIs. It's just sort of more on a moral level. Yeah.
1: It is if the ethical thing to do. If you
0: have something and you know it, you should tell them. I would hope that you would have gotten treated. But if it's something more permanent like herpes, for example, yeah. you're stuck with that for life, yeah. um, you need to tell the person. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah. So how to treat your partners physically? Um, so there's such things as safe words. So mm. if you're going to any kind of rough or BDSM kinky uh, play, you need to kind of establish... safe word Mm -hmm. uh which essentially means a word that you both acknowledge is the word that it's going to shut everything down stop everything um the reason why it's a word other than stop or like like because sometimes people get off on that so they may want to reenact scenes um which may be triggering triggering to some but Mm -hmm. they may want to reenact scenes of like aggression or rape or um, where those kinds of words would come up and it would be yeah. part of the experience. Mm. So it's better to choose a word that you, it's completely random. Yeah. A lot of people choose like a food related word yeah. just like something like pineapple or just yeah. like, like something that will completely take you out of the experience. Yeah. Uh, when that word is said, it's like all bets are off. Just yeah. stop exactly what's happening and check in with the other person. Yeah. Um, and knowing your limits, again, like preferably um, talking about things beforehand. Yeah. Um, obviously a lot of sexual encounters happen spontaneously, so mm-hmm. it may not be something you do talk about beforehand. Um, but again, if it's something that you've been discussing a little bit with this person that you plan to have sex with, yeah. or you plan to have sex in a different way than you guys have been having sex before, mm-hmm. um, just talk about it and <laughs> know what you can do and what you can't do yeah. and like what's off the table and what's, what's on the table, yeah. so to speak. Um, and we're also reading body language cues. Uh, no one can actually read a person's body language cue perfectly, um, and we also have to take into account that the person, well, the other person, also kind of has an onus mm-hmm. to tell the other person and to communicate any displeasure or discomfort. Yeah. So if you are experiencing any of those, um, tell the person immediately. Don't continue if you're in pain or you're uncomfortable, because like for the benefit of the other person, yeah. if they're a decent enough person. They're not going to, um, yeah, and they're not going to get off the idea that you're like in pain or you're it's mm-hmm. bothering you. You exactly. know, like they're gonna want to stop and see what works better. You yeah. know, um, anyway, but you also have to take into account the physical cues as a part of providing care for your partner. Mm. So, watch if your partner suddenly tenses up or freezes up, um, or if they suddenly get very quiet and they stop reciprocating with you, if they flinch or express pain, et cetera. Mm. Just check in and be like, "Okay, like what's mm. up?" Kind of thing. Um, and then it goes, also ties into always ensuring consent. It's a hot word these days. <laughs> um, but it is really important. That's so important. there's different levels of that. Um, consent is more nuanced than just agreeing to have sex with somebody. Yeah. There's different levels. You have to also agree to like have a certain kind of sex with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, the parameters of the sex as well. Yeah. So
1: whether condom, no condom. Hitting, no hitting, all that stuff, Like, right? Yeah. No matter what your kink is, you have to agree to certain things. At least make sure during your during the process that each step that you're taking is is uh, allowed or yeah. uh, is consented to. And
0: yes, for Sorry. Go ahead. I <laughs> say, for example, like if you are having sex with somebody and that sex begins with a condom, mm-hmm. um, it has now become non-consensual sex if you choose to remove the condom yeah. midway and not tell the other person or check in with them. Um, that may not be the kind of sex that they consented to mm-hmm. uh, and you're actually violating that person. You are. You so, are. yeah.
1: <laughs> Ask if, if the condom comes off or you notice it's coming off ask uh try not please don't take it off uh knowingly and if you if it's making you uncomfortable let the partner know that you're about to take it off and they can choose what's about to happen yeah yeah that's, that's
0: right. it's a good, little, that's, yeah. That's good
1: for it today and we're going to discuss this topic in the next episode in further detail yeah, yeah. have a good day uh, class. A happy fun keep team. fucking
0: <laughs> bye
1: bye